Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to the 21st episode of Season 2 of the Wormburner Podcast. I'm your host, Justin, and for this week, we are going to be talking about a league that I know very, very little about, and I'm very excited to go over this with you. It is a league that I know exists, obviously, and there are teams consistently performing in the UEFA Champions League in Europe, and I'm just excited to get into the Czech Republic's top division, which is the Czech first division. So excited to get into that with you guys. And then, of course, finishing off with our Wormburner news section, going over a couple of different things going on in the transfer window, going back to Manchester United and what's going on there with their first loss against Brighton and Hove Albion this weekend, and then also going to Barcelona with contract renewals having to do with Gerard Piquet. I wanted to at least voice my opinion on it and at least gauge and see what you guys think. And with that being said, I would love to hear you guys' opinion on Twitter or our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Wormburner Podcast. And if you have not checked out our Twitter, our Twitter handle is at WormburnerPDCST. Again, that is WormburnerPDCST. Let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. So before we talk about the Premier League in Wormburner news, we have to talk about a Premier League legend in specific or having to do with the country where he is from. That is Peter Czech. He is from the Czech Republic, ironically enough. And the Czech Republic's first or top division is the Czech first division. And it was surprisingly set up recently when it comes to the region of the Czech Republic. When it comes to the Czech First League was originally set up in 1993. So it was only 29 years ago when the Czech Republic first distinguished its top division. 16 teams compete in this league and it has a little bit of a different format compared to again England and Italy and all these other countries, but it is similar to Scotland, which is one of our recent episodes. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly, highly suggest going back and listening to that episode more specifically. But going and continuing on with the Czech Republic, the league format that they have is similar in the sense of at the end of the season, they do break off into different groups after the said preliminary part of the season is completed. So you have the first phase of this competition, again going for the main part of the year, but then the top six teams break off out of these 16 teams. Top six compete against each other. They play an additional one game against each other, and the top team of this group is declared the champion of this Czech first division. When it comes to 7th place versus 10th place, these places compete for the Europa League playoff positions that are allocated through a sophisticated algorithm in European football. It gauges how many different spots and how many different teams can qualify throughout all of the countries in Europe. And the 7th place through 10th place figures out those last positions qualifying for the Europa League and the Europa Conference League as well. 
And so that is how those positions are determined with the 7th through 10th place teams in the league breaking off again, playing each other once. And then at the end of that, that is how they determine these these delegated positions in the Europa League or the Europa Conference League. Now, 11th through 16th is similar to the format of the first through sixth they play each other twice uh, they play each other once again and the last place team is relegated and the 15th and 14th place team plays against the second and third placed teams in the second division of Czech football so the second and third place teams play the 15th and 14th place teams in a relegation playoff and so whoever wins those games goes up and whoever loses those games gets relegated or stays down in the second division that is how this format has been done and there is rumor and there is circulation that there is going to be a new development when it comes to this league but we we can't say for sure what the definitive answer is on that league format, but that is the league format right now as of August the 9th, 2022. So if that changes in the future, maybe we can do an update video. Overall, the league performance has been relatively towards a competitive side. Obviously, you have the Czech Republic teams having not having as many leagues to compete for now the most successful teams when it comes to this league format it is sparta prague is number one with 12 league titles under their belt the first one coming in 1993-94 that inaugural season and then the latest one coming in 2013-2014 so it's actually not their most recent title which is very interesting considering the fact that they have the most but in second place you have Slavia Prague with seven titles under their belt the first one coming in 1995-96 and the latest one coming in 2020-2021 in third place I know for a fact I'm going to absolutely massacre this name I apologize but in third place we have Victoria Prezen i hope I pronounced that at least remotely correct. They have six titles under their belt in third place. The first one coming in 2010-2011 and the latest one coming in the latest rendition of the Czech First Division in 2021-2022. In fourth place, we have Slaven Liberec with three titles under their belt. The first one coming in 2001-2002, and the latest one coming in 2011-2012. And in fifth and last place, the last team that has won the Czech First Division is Banik Ostrovia, with one title under their belt, and that one title was won in 2003-2004 and that is going to wrap up the Czech First Division breakdown. But going to the Czech Cup, which is the domestic cup competition in the Czech Republic, that is a much more different competition, obviously, much like the other cup competitions in other countries. The entire footballing association of the Czech Republic 
competes in this Czech Cup, whether it's amateur, semi-professional, or professional, it's not like the League Cup per se when it comes to Scotland and England. This is a overall general competition for any and all soccer clubs in the Czech Football Association. Again, like the first division, the Czech Cup was created in 1993, and since its creation, the Czech Cup has seen multiple different winners of the Czech Cup and in first place with seven Czech Cups under their belt it is Sparta Prague with seven titles under their belt the first one coming in 1996 and the latest one being won in 2020 in second place you have Slavia Prague with six titles under their belt the first one coming in 1997 and the latest one coming in the 2021 rendition of the czech cup in third place you have a five-way tie between five different clubs the first of which is fk jablonek I hope I pronounced that right, with two titles under their belt. The first one coming in 1998 and the latest one in 2013. In this tied third position, you also have Slavian Liberic with two titles under their belt as well. The first one coming in 2000 and the latest one coming in 2015. In this, again, tied third place position, you have Victoria Zezkov with their two titles coming in 1994 and 2001. You also have Teplice with their titles being won in 2003 and 2009. And finally, you have Meglada Bolesov with their two titles being won in 2011 and in 2016. That is going to wrap up the summaries of both the Czech Cup and the Czech First Division. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and let's go ahead and get into the Worm Burner News section for this week. So, for this week's Worm Burner News section, I really wanted to, as I alluded to in our earlier section, we're going to go to the Premier League again this week and talk about the situation going on at Manchester United. I feel like a broken record at this point because it just seems like piling on top of piling on top of piling of different things going on at Manchester United is just making the situation worse and worse and worse. I don't mean to put too much emphasis and news on it, but honestly, that's the kind of thing that I'm looking for because I want to at least engage my fans and people that are into the sport heavily like I am, or if you're a new person, being introduced to it as well, getting you into this kind of free-flowing information that, again, as I stated before, I'd love to know your opinions on both our Facebook and our Twitter, and just having those free-flowing ideas of just talking about soccer, understanding soccer, and just having that discussion of what is going on in the world of soccer. And as a American myself, I feel like that this can be a very powerful tool for even engaging even more people in a, a, fin, a phenomenal sport like football. And it just goes to show how amazing the sport is that so many people can love the sport and just carry on this passion with soccer. And to go back to the point that I've been stating before, there's just 
this overarching problem with two clubs in particular when you look at current history or current events in soccer like current history I'm saying these random things no current events in soccer so for our warm burner news section our first topic is going to be Manchester United I think it's an just a, a very sad thing to be seeing currently as just a overall soccer personality in general just a soccer person in general I think that what is happening at Manchester United is not a very elegant fall for a very big team. I think that a lot of the transfers that they've been linked to in the past couple of days, if not weeks, has not shown the pulling power that Manchester United should have in this current market. And I just think that overall their finances have just not been up to par when it comes to the specific players that they need and when you have a transfer saga you have Marco Analtovic having to back out of a deal or Manchester United backing out of a deal with Marco Arnautovic I can't even say his name right but when Manchester United pull out of a deal like that because of the backlash from the fans saying that this is a horrible transfer we want something better than this and it just goes to show you there was a video that had come out on Twitter and I had made a comment on it I believe and it was just a, a soccer pundit saying that the psych soccer identity of Manchester United is completely gone and I don't completely agree with that because, of course, you have Manchester United. People know who Manchester United is, so that identity is there to a certain extent. But at the club, I can agree that that identity has been shaken, if not rooted away a little bit. And I don't think when you have a player like Cristiano Ronaldo wanting to leave and not wanting to be associated with the club, I think it's just a very sad situation. And I'd love to know what Manchester United fans think of this whole situation. It's just a a thing for me that I am very confused because when it comes to the midfield section I feel the the midfield area of Manchester United I feel like they have a strong base because you have a young academy product in Scott McTominay you have that ability to build that talent as a Manchester a team like Manchester United should be able to do and when you are getting talent on top of talent, you've—I know that as of recently, I'm not sure if the deal has crossed the line, but you have a player like Rabio coming in from Juventus to Manchester United. I don't think that that's a very good move, at least personally for me. There's a lot of statistics, pundit-wise, as well as just overall in general that people have been posting all over social media and I, I completely agree with it that Scott McTominay has more of an impact than Rabio does and I don't see why Manchester United is going after a player like that I feel like the biggest problem with Manchester United is not having a defensive midfielder because they ended up losing that in Matic this previous season. They lost him on a free. They didn't renew his contract and they don't have a replacement for him. Any other player that they have in their midfield 
has not been able to put up the numbers in in a defensive capacity that they need and and putting a player like Fred in that hole in that in that role in the hole it doesn't matter it, i putting a player like him in that sort of position just doesn't fix the problem and there is a player that Manchester United is linked with that I don't know too much about. I know that, uh, of course, he plays for Real Betis, and he seems like a decent player that I know that Betis has had a a relatively good season this, this past year, and I look forward to seeing more highlights over this individual. I think that any player in that defensive midfield role is a positive for Manchester United, and I feel like they would be moving towards that right direction in doing so. But when you have rumors going on like Rabio, and then you also have another rumor that has allegedly been claimed that Manchester United has put in a 60-plus million pound offer for Sergi Milinkovic-Savic, and I'm just like, it's more attacking talent. Like, what is going on here? And it just goes to the overall aspect that I had been viewing and seeing from other people that there are so many different clubs like Chelsea, like Liverpool, like Manchester City that are just leaving Manchester United in the dust. And... I think there was one pundit that had said that because of the money having to do with Liverpool and Manchester City and PSG, they were leaving clubs like Manchester United behind. I don't think that that's completely true. The reason I say that is, yes, of course, you have the money when it comes to the different brand deals as well as in particular having to do with Manchester City and PSG you have the founders or the owners not the founders the owners put shoveling in money to the club it really depends on how you fund these said programs and how you fund the players and I think a really massive benefit to Manchester United would be to benefit in that youth intake, in develop the youth that I know that they can do with Manchester United because you have unbelievable talent coming through the academy. Ryan Giggs, you have, of course, David Beckham. I mean, come on. Like, you can't just ignore the academy. That I, it, it just seems like this growing problem with massive teams at least in recent years that that they just ignore their academy and I don't understand why they can't develop the talent I understand that they want success now I completely understand that because being a club like Manchester United you want titles you want that ability to push for title end on end on end the problem is is that they aren't there anymore at least in my personal opinion, they are not there anymore. And going forward, going forward into this ether of unknown for Manchester United, they need to develop the talent that they need. I don't see them buying a one-fix wonder to make the team instantly better and win the Champions League again, win the Premier League again. I just don't see it. It's going to be a growing process for Manchester United from here on out. I think that 
that is the situation that at least that's my personal opinion and and the way that I have viewed it from my side I know that being a Manchester City fan it kind of excuse that if a lot of people are like oh you're a Manchester City fan you can't talk about this well I am and I would love to know you guys' opinion as I've stated before Twitter Facebook anywhere that you want to put that opinion I'd absolutely love to hear it and going forward to the other team that has had a massive problem with not developing their youth academy is Barcelona with La Masia. I feel like the overall situation at Barcelona, they have just not used the capability that they have, smart transfer, smart buying, and they're just using money to plug the holes at this point. And I wanted to talk in more in particular about Gerard Piquet and the whole contractual situation that is going on with him. I want to go ahead and state off the top of the bat, before I get into my opinion on this, I completely understand where Gerard Piquet is coming from. This is his favorite club. This is like his his club. He loves Barcelona. He wants to do everything within his power to be at Barcelona, and I completely and 100% respect that decision overall going forward in his career. I have nothing bad to say about that. Going towards my opinion, I don't think it is good that Gerard Piquet has re-signed with Barcelona at a reduction of his salary. The reason I say that, and... Being a person that has watched Barcelona from afar for a number of years, I fear that with individuals that are not putting the board in some kind of a pressure where they need to be more financially stable, they need to be more financially sound, I don't think that Barcelona is learning their lesson and I know that seems like a very dark and a very evil way to think about it, but it's kind of true. And by just agreeing to a pay cut that you could possibly never see that money again if Barcelona don't fix their financial situation, that's a foregone conclusion. They have been in an absolute hole since the COVID pandemic, which I completely understand that whole situation. But as many different people have reported, this debt has been a massive problem to Barcelona before the COVID pandemic. And I just think it is a very sad situation to see such a massive team have to hold on to this ideology of they still have really good players, they are still at the top without developing anything, without developing their academy, La Masia, the the La Masia, the, the academy that every club wants to try to have some kind of structure similar to La Masia. It is the ideal academy and they're just wasting it. It's an absolute waste. You hardly ever hear of any La Masia Academy graduate getting into the first team, let alone the bench at this point. I think it's an absolute... I think it's so sad when I see 
players want Barcelona. So when it comes to Gerard Piquet, I see these players loving Barcelona and loving just being there wearing the badge. It's a badge of honor. It's You love that club. You want to do everything within your power to save your club. And I don't know if signing at a reduced rate is fixing that problem because they're just going to go out and spend fork over fork over a amount of money to get massive players and I don't think they're going to fix it. I just personally I that's just my my pessimistic side kind of coming out because two years you you've had the covid pandemic you've needed to fix your finances and it's just gotten worse. There's you've got Frankie De Jong absolutely matter than anything in the world that he's still at the club. He doesn't want to be there. The situation between De Jong and Barcelona is souring quicker than probably months old milk. And I'm just absolutely floored that players are still taking the the pay cut. I just I understand. I just don't know why it's it is a reward. They are rewarding Barcelona for their financial ineptitude. And I just don't understand why. Like I guess being an outside person looking in it's a lot easier for me to say that, but you would think with a club like Barcelona losing Messi would be a massive pride hit to saying Yo, we need to turn something around. Like, you would think losing the GOAT, losing the greatest player of all time to some people and even myself at during some arguments, you would think that, that would have more of a shock to a club like Barcelona. But very clearly it has not. Because their spending habits are still ridiculous. They still want to bring Messi back, which I don't even know if that's going to be the best option. Because going into the situation with Messi, running his contract out, and the Barcelona faithful were like, let him go. Like, let him go. There were fun, the, there were fans that, even, Amer- even in America, I was talking to, they were like, no, we Messi needs to leave. He does not deserve what is going on at Barcelona. Even the fans were saying that the greatest player of all time doesn't deserve what is going on at Barcelona because of their financial ineptitude. You would think that they would learn from this. You would think... At least personally for me, I don't think that they're learning. Especially with with you are looking at players that are taking these contract cuts, taking these salary cuts, and they're just staying. They they aren't holding the board to this higher standard of get your finances underwater. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I think if now if it, going into looking and and. If Manchester City was under the same pressure, I would be saying the exact same thing. Being a fan of soccer and being just a overall lover of passion and drive and of big clubs and of small clubs, regardless of what soccer is, I want every club, and I know that this is a, a very unrealistic goal, but I want every single club to be successful. That's just the kind of person that I am. I just want every club to be successful. I would just want soccer to be successful because I love soccer so much. And to see a club like this failing 
to bring their finances under control just hurts me. And I just think that it's unbelievable that they've done this. And whether I agree with their tactics or not, obviously that is for them to decide. But that's just my opinion. I would absolutely love to hear your opinions. And let that is going to be the end of this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was a passion-filled episode, as you can tell, by this last little segment talking about Barcelona and Manchester United. And, of course, you also have the Czech Republic first division breakdown at the beginning of this episode i hope you guys enjoyed it thank you thank you thank you a million times thank you for making it to the end of this episode if you have not already check out our facebook facebook.com forward slash the worm burner podcast give us a like give us a follow and keep up to date with all of our interactive and posts just in general and if you have not checked out our twitter it is at worm burner pdcst again that is worm burner pdcst to keep up up with all of our posts there and our interactive sections having to do with with polls and questions just anything that your heart desires i hope you guys enjoy this content and i hope you guys have an amazing week an amazing day just an amazing time having soccer stay safe have fun love soccer i'll talk to you guys next week ciao everyone